RP Fighting Blindness, registered charity number 271729. Look forward, issue 144, September 2012. Your readers are... Philip Piddington. Serena Aldous. Sylvia Piddington. And Jeff Strutt. The Retina International World Congress. Members of RP Fighting Blindness were proud to attend the 17th Retina International World Congress in Hamburg in July. The event is an international forum for people with RP to meet researchers from around the world. The sessions took place over two days and featured eminent clinicians presenting on subjects as diverse as gene therapy, retinal chips and transcorneal electrical stimulation. Inside The RP Conference 2012 Full Report Trek 3 Charity of the Year Nearly £10,000 raised Trek 4 London Marathon Team RP Trek 5 Stars of Our Community Trek 6 Retina International World Congress Hamburg Trek 8 Genes for Genes Day Track 10 and Four Capitals Dinner Track 12 Track 2 News Letter from the Chief Executive, David Head, MBA As I write this, I am in the middle of preparations for the infamous 200-mile coast-to-coast walk. 17 RP people with varying degrees of sight loss are tackling this challenge to raise funds for RP research. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all our challenge fundraisers, not just trekkers, but runners and parachute jumpers, and people who do all sorts of other strange things to stretch themselves and raise awareness and funds. We have all heard about amazing high-profile achievements, heartache and heroism during the Olympics and Paralympics, but it never fails to inspire me when positive people take on personal challenges at all levels. For RP Fighting Blindness, this last quarter saw two significant RP events, our own conference back in June and the Retina International Congress in Hamburg in July. These were two very successful meetings with fantastic speakers and superb audiences. It seems to me that RP patients are becoming more knowledgeable and increasingly prepared to question and challenge the scientists. There are reports from both events in this issue of Look Forward which I hope you enjoy reading. Perhaps we can look forward to meeting some of our readers at our next RP Patient Information Day, which is in London on the 18th of September. Once again, a very full magazine is ahead of you. I hope you enjoy the articles, and as ever, thank you for your continued support for our work fighting RP. David. RP Fighting Blindness funds medical research into retinitis pigmentosa and also offers a range of information and support services to patients and their families. The address is P.O. Box 350, Buckingham, MK18 1GZ. Email info at rpfightingblindness, that's all one word, dot org dot uk or telephone o one two eight o eight two one three three four and remember 
The RP Helpline 0845-123-2354. Track 3. The RP Conference 2012. RP Fighting Blindness was exceptionally proud to welcome over 200 members and supporters to the RP Conference on Saturday, June the 23rd. And there's a picture of the conference. Held at the Novotel London St Pancras, the one-day event featured five plenary sessions, keynote addresses from some of the world's finest clinicians, quality interactive exhibition stands, and a plethora of information for our peers and their families. The sessions covered topics such as supporting RP parents, RP and your career, and what next for RP fighting blindness. And all presentations were informative and highly focused on individual issues. Questions were invited from the audience, and engaging conversation followed each. Throughout the conference there was an electric atmosphere, with one attendee remarking, It was the most enjoyable day, and there was such a warm feeling as well as a buzz in the air. Speaking personally, it was the best conference I have attended, and not just because there was a lot more confidence and optimism. A particular highlight of the day was the RP Awards 2012, which were presented by former chairman of the board, Sir Alan Rudge. All winners are extremely deserving of their awards, and you can hear about their involvement with the charity in their own words in this newsletter. In the afternoon, there was an exceptionally informative presentation by Professor Robert McLaren focused on gene therapy and the application of stem cells to halt sight loss in RP. Professor McLaren was followed by Mr. Michel Michalides' informative presentation on gene therapy. Michel and Robert were then joined on stage by Professor Alison Hardcastle, Professor Michael Cheatham, and Professor Shomi Bhattacharya for the final session of the day, RP Question Time. Thus followed a fruitful and stimulating questions and answers session, with queries from our delegates on a wide range of topics being directed towards our panel. Many specialisms and topics were covered, from gene therapy to dietary needs, but one of the most interesting points was made by Professor Alison Hardcastle, who urged everyone to ask their consultants for genetic mapping to ensure when research subjects are required that their individual cases are considered. Sound files of all the presentations are available to download from the recordings area of our website, www.rpfightingblindness.org.uk. Our next RP Patient Information Day takes place in London on September the 18th. To reserve your place or for more information, call 01280 821334 or email michelle at rpfightingblindness.org.uk. The RP Awards, the Addison Family, the Roger Green Award, recognising special contribution. When did you first get involved with RP Fighting Blindness and why? Toby was diagnosed with early-onset rod and cone dystrophy when he was two. 
It took us a couple of months to get our head around the fact that our son could go blind by the end of his teenage years. We went to our first meeting with our local branch, then got involved with street collections, before going on to hold numerous fundraising events ourselves. We know that time is not on Toby's side and that we have to try and raise as much awareness and money as we can, whilst trying to lead as normal a family life as possible. What does winning the award mean to you and your family? We were very proud and honoured to receive the inaugural Roger Green Award. It meant a lot to us to be recognised for our fundraising and to receive the award from such a well-respected gentleman. Margot Edmonds, the John George Award for Volunteering. When did you first get involved with RP Fighting Blindness and why? I retired in 1994 and when retirement came I was determined to give some active support to a charity. The problem was which one? I heard about RP and the charity from a fellow resident at the retirement home in which I lived. I was told that the charity wanted to start a group in Oxford, so I said I would do just that. I was given names of people in the area, and we met for the first time in March 1995. What does winning the award mean to you? What a difficult question. Obviously, it is always good to know that one's energy and time spent thinking and organising are appreciated. But really, the reward for all that comes from the people I had the good fortune to work with. It was a humbling experience to watch people's determination to move on from their disadvantage. To me, I think this award reminds me of all these friends and the example they set, and really whatever was achieved, we achieved it together. It was they who made it worthwhile. And it is that which gives this award meaning to me. Alan Chamley, the RP Fundraiser of the Year. When did you first get involved with RP Fighting Blindness and why? I was a founder member of the Cambridge branch in 1997 with three other local people. What does winning the award mean to you? Winning the award is difficult to put into words but the incentive to raise the money has come about due to the introduction of the RP Trex. Since RPFB launched the first of these in March 2009, things have really hit a high note. I have taken part in four of these, to the Sahara, Namibia, Iceland and the coast to coast this year. Now I could go on for pages about those alone. Jill Hendry, the Linda Cantor Award, Young Persons Contribution. When did you first get involved with RP Fighting Blindness and why? I first heard of RPFB through our neighbours. When I heard about Jump for Sight, the skydiving challenge, I decided that by doing something I'd always wanted to do, I could possibly raise some money, and that could be my way to help. I was really amazed by the amount of money we managed to raise, and when my dad read about the New York Marathon... I asked if I would be able to do it as well. I think my dad was a bit shocked, as he thought he was the one who would have to run with me. However, I have a friend who has agreed to run with me. Boy, is my dad pleased. What does winning the award mean to you? 
I was delighted and honoured to receive the award, and it came as a surprise to me, as I didn't know I'd been nominated. It makes me feel that doing the fundraising and trying to make people more aware of RP is worthwhile. And the more people know that about the condition, hopefully the more people will help. I listened to the awards on the website and felt really pleased to hear the applause from the audience. I wish I'd been there. To reserve your place for the RP Patient Information Day, call 01280 or email michelle at Small travel bursaries may be available for patients who would be otherwise unable to attend. Email david at rpfightingblindnessalloneword.org.uk for more information. Track 4 Fundraising Charity of the Year RP Fighting Blindness were delighted when BWB Consulting announced us as their 2011 to 2012 Charity of the Year partner. Twelve months later, we were overjoyed to receive a cheque from the Nottingham-based engineering firm for £9,323.20p. The company started their Charity of the Year initiative in 2010 and Associate Paul Wilson nominated RPFB from the outset. Paul has RP and has worked for BWB for over nine years, with the company being aware of and supporting his condition. The BWB office team went above and beyond the call of duty to raise these funds, undertaking some amazing challenges, including running events, football matches, bike rides and extreme walks. All staff members should be applauded for their hard work and commitment. Of particular note, 13 employees took part in a 102-mile sponsored cycle ride through the East Midlands. Employee Graham Littlewood walked the 192-mile Alfred Wainwright coast-to-coast walk in a week as part of his holiday. Paul Wilson completed the Silverstone Half Marathon in 2 hours 15 minutes, despite a knee problem. Tim Loveridge cycled 304 miles from Paris to Geneva, climbing 2,000 vertical metres in one day across the Jura Mountains. Damien Eddishaw joined Team RP and completed the London Marathon in April. RP Fighting Blindness's senior fundraiser, Julie Child, comments, We are delighted with the amount of money raised from our first Charity of the Year partnership. BWB Consulting have smashed our expectations. The company have set a fantastic benchmark for our future corporate supporters. Track 5 Events Running Events We have places available for the Virgin London Marathon 2013, the Booper London 10K, the New York Marathon and Silverstone Half Marathon. Put your running shoes on and join Team RP. Our top five reasons to join Team RP. Huge sense of achievement, small steps, big rewards, 
you will make a real difference. Anyone can do this. We'll support you every step of the way. Whether you're up for the 26.2 mile London Marathon, the Silverstone Half Marathon or the shorter 6.2 mile Booper 10k, please contact Michelle on michelle at rpfightingblindness or one word dot org dot uk or call 01280-821-334. Track 6. Fundraising. Stars of our community. This issue, we'd like to highlight some people who have gone above and beyond the call of duty to support the charity. Fundraising for RPFB has been a family project for the Moors. Hilary is visually impaired with RP, but she doesn't let that stand in the way of her life. Last summer, Hilary and her husband David decided to raise money for the charity and thought the Great Manchester 10K run was a good idea. For their daughter Alice's christening, they asked for sponsorship rather than gifts and embarked on months of training, spreading the word along the way. Even on race day, they explained all about RPFB to a lady who was worried about her brother's RP diagnosis, highlighting the benefits of our helpline, resources and research. Despite being, in Hillary's words, not runners, they both completed the race and raised £502. Mark Young completed the Belfast Marathon in an amazing 4 hours 48 minutes, raising over £1,500. Mark's supporters included his wife Karen, who has RP, and their children Liam and Kiera. Thanks to everyone who took part in the Three Peaks Challenge. Unfortunately, however, two of the competitors, James and Karen, had to duck out of Snowdon to catch their flight home. But they scaled Scaffold Pike and Ben Nevis. Amazing achievements. Heidi McCall, Becky Laurie and their group deserve a massive pat on the back for climbing all 1,344 metres of Ben Nevis earlier this year. Special mention must go to 23-year-old Becky, who has RP, but has lost about 75% of her sight. You're an inspiration. Without people who give their time and energy to raise funds, we wouldn't be able to continue. Your support is invaluable to us, and we thank you all. Track 7. News. Outreach update. Sue Drew, the charity's outreach officer, gives an update on what's been happening over the last quarter. The update for this issue will be brief as I have opted to include articles from summer organisations I come into contact with through our outreach work. I hope that sharing information about the diverse work of some other sight loss charities will prove informative and useful to you. We meet many organisations through our presence at the various exhibitions held during the year. Site Village Birmingham, held in July, is the largest of these. It was an extremely busy and successful event, bringing us into contact with many individuals and families affected by RP. We met some of our existing members and, as always, some visitors diagnosed with RP who had not previously heard of us. 
Some people wanted to catch up on the latest research news, and others needed more specific information and support. We will be present at the Site Village Road Shows in York on the 4th of October and in London the 6th and 7th of November. For further event details, visit www.qac.ac.uk forward slash site village. That's all one word. Movement Matters Movement Matters is an initiative set up by the National Blind Children's Society in partnership with Guide Dogs. It offers support and advice about mobility, orientation and independence to children and young people with visual difficulties and their families. As well as comprehensive age-specific information packs, interactive family training and information sessions are being offered, which include printed materials, which are then followed up with telephone support from a mobility instructor specialising in young people. They will offer advice on strategies and skills to enable the young person to achieve their own independence as far as possible. The first course will take place in Birmingham in October, with further dates in other regions to be confirmed. For more information, contact Stephanie Village on 0121 423 4892. Blind Veterans UK Did you do national service? If so, Blind Veterans UK may well be able to provide you and your family with a lifetime's practical and emotional support. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. Blind Veterans UK, formerly St Dunstan's, is the leading organisation supporting vision-impaired ex-servicemen and women, regardless of how long or when they served. They get their members back on their feet, recovering their independence and discovering a life beyond sight loss. Their top quality services include providing lifelong welfare support, rehabilitation, training, nursing, residential and respite care. Sight loss isn't temporary. Blind Veterans UK support every veteran for the rest of their lives. Blind Veterans UK has a very diverse membership from veterans who served in World War II through to ex-service personnel affected by RP to people injured while serving in Afghanistan. Regardless of their age, all members feel like they are part of a strong, positive community who understand what sight loss means to a veteran. The spirit of mutual support is vital and helps members to rediscover confidence and hope. If you think you might qualify for support, or you know anyone who served in the armed forces and has sight problems, please visit www.blindveterans.org.uk or telephone 0800-389-7979. Usher Syndrome Research Do you have Usher Syndrome? Would you like to receive a £20 voucher? Liz Ellis, a researcher at Birmingham University, is currently running a project about the experiences of people with Usher, type 1, type 2 and type 3. 
Liz and her research team would like to know about the lives, experiences and opinions of people affected by Usher. Those who take part will receive a £20 voucher. The project is funded by Sense. For more information, please email usher.project at contacts.baham.ac.uk Telephone 0121 414 4392 or text 07591 126 370. Please ask your parent or carer to make the contact if you are under 18. Thank you. Track 8 Retina International Conference, July 2012 RP Fighting Blindness Trustee and Retina International Representative Stephen Jones reports from Hamburg. This was the 17th Retina International World Congress and it was certainly one of the very best since I became the RI Rep in 2000. The quality of the speakers and their presentations was very high. The conference venue was excellent and the standard of organisation by hosts Pro Retina Deutschland was superb. Conference title... Gateway to Vision. The open sessions were attended by almost 700 people, with representatives from approximately 40 countries. About a dozen RP Fighting Blindness members were present. The feedback was excellent, and there was a definite buzz around the conference, as speaker after speaker reported progress in research and clinical trials. The conference sessions consisted of presentations by scientists and clinicians, plus a number of patient-focused sessions such as Coping with RP, Ask the Expert and Meetings on Specific Syndromes. A new trend at such conferences is that there are reports back from patients who have participated in clinical trials, particularly the retinal chip trials. It would be impossible to give more than a flavour of all that took place at the conference, but here are a few impressions. Among the long list of eminent scientists and clinicians from all around the world were three from the UK, Professors Robin Alley, Robert McLaren and Alan Bird. It is getting difficult to keep up with all the clinical trials taking place in different countries, but the number dealing with RP and related retinal dystrophies, excluding macular degeneration, is now about 20. Presentations on gene therapy were given by a number of speakers, including Robin Alley, Jean Bennett and Robert McLaren. There has been some levelling off in the rate of progress for patients in the RPE65 trials, but this was to be expected, and scientists are now refining their approaches and moving on to different genes. Robin Alley reported that his team will now concentrate on cones and plans new gene therapy clinical trials in the future, including CNGB3, achromatopsia. Robert McLaren reported on the work his team in Oxford are doing on choroideremia and the excellent preliminary results from the clinical trial involving 12 patients. Various presentations were given on retinal chips, including the two companies we are already familiar with, Second Sight and Retina Implant AG. Professor Zrenner of Retinal Implant AG gave an overview of artificial vision and noted that there are about 30 groups around the world doing work on this subject. Rob Kernekoop of Canada reported on the oral pharmaceutical treatment clinical trial 
using a retinoid produced by the company QLT. General comment was that the results appear to be very promising. Wang Tao of Neurotech reported on a number of Phase 1 and Phase 2 clinical trials for the growth factor CNTF. Some commentators believe this may become the first commercially available treatment for RP other than retinal chips. Other subject areas covered in the presentations included stem cells, a second inspiring paper by Robin Alley, and optogenetics, plus more general sessions on genetics, diagnosis and genetic testing. Business sessions for delegates. The Continuing Education Programme, CEP, and the General Assembly, GA, took place in the two days before the main conference. Highlights of the CEP included a presentation by Steve Rose, Chief Research Officer of Foundation Fighting Blindness USA, providing an overview of all clinical trials. In addition to listing current and planned trials, he alluded to the importance of obtaining sufficient funding to emerge from the Valley of Death, which is a period from promising laboratory research to treatments actually becoming available to patients. Many promising treatments for medical research in general fall by the wayside during this period. Also at the CEP, we heard both positive and negative feedback from patients involved in clinical trials of retinal chips. The great majority of participants have not experienced adverse effects, but one speaker described a retinal detachment and other complications. The GA is the place where the President and Management Committee, or MC, present the accounts, budgets and various reports followed by decisions being taken on such matters as new members, fees, management committee elections and the strategic direction of the organisation. Key points arising from the GA include three new full member organisations were elected, Taiwan, Belgium and Iceland. Two new candidate members, Chile and Argentina, were present at a GA for the first time. Also represented for the first time was mainland China, and it was fascinating to learn from Professor Jia Yang, who has RP herself, that the newly formed RP committee represents 400,000 patients with RP and 200,000 with AMD. RI now has 26 full members eight candidate members and more than a dozen interested groups. Christina Fasser has served 20 years as RI President and this was marked by a well-deserved presentation. Fortunately, she has agreed to serve another two-year term and was unanimously re-elected unopposed. A six-member management committee was elected. I did not stand for re-election to the MC. A unanimous decision was taken to proceed with the plans to set up an RI secretariat based in Dublin, subject to sufficient funds being raised in an exercise to begin later this month. The next conference will be in Paris in 2014, followed by the exciting prospect of the 2016 conference taking place in Taiwan. 
In addition to this article, we have created an area on the RPFB website where we have placed articles, the conference programme, abstracts and selected talks. Please do take a look. RPFB members' comments. This was my fourth RI conference and to my mind the best yet. The venue was superb, the staff friendly and helpful and the 40 or so yellow t-shirted volunteers made the daunting task of negotiating from session to session simple and stress-free. Opening to the strains of What a Wonderful World, played on a trumpet and piano, we were welcomed and inspired by Christina Fassa and for two days I lost myself in an atmosphere of excitement and renewed hope for the future. For those of you who have never attended an RI conference, it is a unique opportunity to meet patients, researchers, eye consultants and support service providers from all over the world. Hope to see you all in Paris 2014. Stephen Golden As a first-time attendee, I was quite overwhelmed with the enormity of the occasion. All speakers were very clear and concise in their presentations and the translation facilities were extremely good. What gripped me more than anything was the wonderful cooperation between the scientists, doctors and business specialists who showed such appreciation for each other's work, whether outside or within their own field of expertise. I sense a tremendous determination to succeed. So many new avenues of research are being announced and the competition is hotting up so rapidly that surely in a few short years we may be able to change from fighting blindness to retinal blindness conquered. Sid Pritchard My mind is still buzzing with all the news I heard at the RI conference. I joined RPFB in 1975 and have been actively involved with the charity ever since. For the following 20 years, there wasn't any news on treatments for RP, but over the past 15 years, all the news has been very exciting and encouraging. All the sessions were very inspiring and it almost felt like there was a race to find the most effective treatments for the many different types of RP. The Grand Elysee Hotel was a marvellous venue and I was very impressed with the tactile pathway which was easy to follow to the main areas on the ground floor. I enjoyed meeting Danielle from Bonn and KP from RP Hong Kong, who insists I visit Taiwan for the RP conference in 2016. From Carol Holmes, MBE. Track 9 Olympic torchbearers shine a light. The Olympic torch travelled over 8,000 miles, a whopping 16 million 896,000 steps in 70 days, carried proudly by deserving people. Several torchbearers were supporters and members of RPFB, and their achievements are as remarkable as those of the athletes who took home GB's Hall of Medals. Ken Reid carried the torch through Musselburgh. As his nomination says... If there were more people in the world with Ken's compassion, drive, courage, joie de vivre and generosity of spirit, the world would be a better place. Ken is pictured with RNLI mascot Stormy Stan. RPFB trustee Colin MacArthur 
carried the flame through Carriersbrook, and on the way he met yachtswoman, Dame Ellen MacArthur. I was extremely proud to have so many nominations, said Collie. It was a day I will remember for the rest of my life. 15-year-old Jack Hodgson has Usher syndrome, but despite the challenges that dual sensory loss brings, he is an accomplished judo player and one day aspires to compete in the Paralympics. Jack carried the flame through Winthorpe. Mary Lee was nominated to carry the torch by her husband in recognition of the work, passion and energy she has put into leading a full and rewarding life. Mary is a speaker, a fundraiser, a volunteer on the RPFB helpline and an advisor for the Citizens Advice Bureau. She also finds time to ride horses, doing dressage to a high competitive standard. Mary is a real spokesperson for the ideal that sport should be accessible to everybody. There are photos of all four torchbearers. Track 10 Fundraising Jeans, J-E-A-N-S, for Jeans, G-E-N-E-S. Jeans for Jeans Day, changing the world for children with genetic disorders. Support Jeans for Jeans Day and RP Fighting Blindness. You can help raise awareness of genetic disorders and support RP fighting blindness by encouraging your school, local businesses or workplace to take part in Jeans for Jeans Day. Taking place on Friday, October the 5th, the concept of Jeans for Jeans Day is simple. Wear your jeans and make a donation. RP Fighting Blindness will receive 50% of all funds raised by schools or businesses who sign up via the Jeans for Jeans website, but only if RP Fighting Blindness is selected in the How Did You Hear About Us section on the registration form. The other 50% of funding goes to Genetic Disorders UK, who aim to change the world for children with genetic disorders. We're sure you'll agree both are amazing causes. As well as wearing your jeans, there are other ways you can raise funds on Jeans for Jeans Day, from cake sales to office swear boxes, quizzes and raffles. The more imaginative and fun, the better. So ask your colleagues at work, your friends or your children at school if they'd put their denims on for the day and help raise money for a great cause. For more information, see the website www.jeansforjeansday spelt J-E-A-N-S-F-O-R-G-E-N-E-S-D-A-Y dot org forward slash Register. Track 11. Branches. Hampshire by Steve Harris. This year's Stride for Sight will be held on Saturday the 22nd of September. We will meet for lunch at the Osborne View pub in Hillhead from 12 noon, before setting off to stride or stroll the five miles to Lee on the Solent and back. This is a very enjoyable walk with spectacular views across to the Isle of Wight and there is usually lots of activity on the water to watch. 
We are sure that the weather will be kind to us, so do come along, especially if you haven't been before. We will be holding our final street collection of the year in Romsey on Saturday the 29th of September, and we would like to complete our season in style. So if you have an hour or so to spare on the day, then please let us know via telephone or email, and we will make you feel very welcome and provide you with a collecting can. Many thanks to everyone who has helped us with collections this year. If you would like to know more about anything mentioned, then please phone 023 8047 6894 or email Hampshire Branch, or one word, at rpfightingblindness, or one word, dot org, dot uk. Our warmest congratulations go to Chris Goodwin, who, with his guide, ran the Olympic torch relay through Old Southampton, and there is a picture of this. Oxfordshire Local Group, Peter Jackson. Savita is undertaking the 15-mile Carrots Night Walk on 21st of September. Last year, over 200 participants, many dressed as carrots, walked to raise funds for research into sight loss. Savita would very much appreciate sponsorship. You can give her cash or a cheque payable to RPFB or sponsor her online through the Just Giving website. Good luck, Savita, and if you do go dressed as a carrot, then make sure you have a photograph taken. Colin Cure sent an invitation for a member of our group to attend a low vision service committee meeting at the JRI unit on 1st of October, and Malcolm Gerrard has kindly agreed to attend on our behalf. Those present will include social services, Oxford Eye Hospital and ourselves. The next group meeting will take place on Saturday 20th of October at the Royal British Legion Club, 25 Spring Road, Abingdon. Our speaker will be Gwyneth Pedler, Deputy Chair of Oxfordshire Unlimited, who are focused on enabling people with physical and sensory nerve difficulties to do what anyone without such difficulties would do in the community. Gwyneth will be talking about the Unlimited Transport Group. Our thanks to Chris Turner for making the arrangements. We have to make a small charge for the use of the room at the RBL Club and for lunch there. From Sunny Shores Over the past couple of years, a bar and grill called Mojito in Penera, Cyprus has been fundraising on a regular basis for RP Fighting Blindness. Their events have included quiz nights, dinners and sponsored shaves and these events have raised in excess of €5,500. The charity nights have been arranged by Chris MacArthur and coincide with when the rest of the MacArthur family visit Cyprus. The enthusiastic team are busy preparing for their next fundraising evening. Thanks, guys. And there is a happy picture of them at the Mojito. Articles for the Blind As we're sure many of you know, Royal Mail have for a number of years operated the Articles for the Blind scheme, which allows blind and partially sighted people to send or receive certain items of post, free of charge. As an organisation working with blind and partially sighted people, 
we're allowed to send our large print material for free, as long as it is addressed to people who meet the criteria. If you're blind or partially sighted, and the envelope this newsletter came in was not stamped as Articles for the Blind, do let us know so we can amend our database and ensure more of our funds are spent on research and support and less on posted costs. Thank you. Track 12 Join RP Fighting Blindness at the Four Capitals Dinner, Holiday Inn, London, Belfast, Cardiff, Edinburgh, Thursday the 1st of November 2012, 7pm to 11.30pm. On November 1st, we will be hosting a fun evening of fine dining with an autumnal theme. Starting with a champagne reception, tables of 10 will enjoy a delicious evening meal accompanied by wine and soft drinks in a beautiful setting. Dress to impress. London, £65 per head. Belfast, Cardiff and Edinburgh, £50 per head. To book your dining experience, please contact Michelle Carter on 012-80-821-334 or email michelle at arpyfightingblindness, or one word, dot org dot uk or visit the website and choose your city. Remember, the RP helpline 0845 123 2354. This is the end of your newsletter. Look forward. <laughs>